The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's been a big big topic for us here in Canada. In just two weeks ago, we were talking about BC's top doctor, their chief medical officer is saying, hey, it is time to take the step to decriminalizing hard drugs. It's the only way that we are going to address the overdose crisis. This is just one angle of it. We've had Canadian senators on this station saying, we need to decriminalize. We're we're packing people into our criminal system that shouldn't be in a criminal system. We need to set this up differently, but the opioid crisis obviously driving a big part of this conversation, and I can't even imagine the pressure and the weight on the shoulders of Denver, Colorado. They were the leaders when it came to legalizing marijuana and being the first to anything. Everyone is looking with a critical eye, either hoping if it's, if it's more of a conservative government or a different state, hoping that it fails, that suddenly crime rates rise, or it's other states, other countries looking to them to say, if you're a leader and this is successful, we want your entire game book. We want, we want the book of exactly how every play worked out that got you to this place of success. And it happened again this week. There, people are now going to look at Denver once again. That's right. We have Andy Kenny. He's the city reporter with Denver Post. Hi, Andy. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Hoping you can uh, tell us a little bit about uh, a pretty significant initiative that just went down in in your, your town of Denver, Colorado. That's right. So voters on Tuesday approved by a, a very narrow margin Initiative 301, and what it does is it decriminalizes the possession and personal use of psychedelic psilocybin mushrooms. That's that's pretty significant when you look at the rest of North America. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's the uh, the first city in the in the nation to do so. So, what what led to this? Can you walk us a little bit through? Was this an immediate reaction? Like immediate isn't the correct term, but is this following the legalization of marijuana and seeing how that's played out and that it's been overly positive for Colorado that it was time to take on the next big battle? Yeah, it's it's an interesting and kind of surprising development. I think that many people expected that it would fail, actually, because uh, I think you get the sense living in, in Denver that people are a little bit tired of being the cannabis, the marijuana guinea pig. And yet, apparently, they are not. They they approved it by this this very narrow margin, and it's it's following pretty much the same path that marijuana followed here. Marijuana legalization started with a very similar measure back in 2005, and in 2007, voters similarly deprioritized, decriminalized marijuana here in Denver, and it helped to build the political movement that led to legalization. So could this be the first step toward that? I don't know, but it is a very similar step. And uh, apparently Denver and Colorado are, are still game a little bit to, to be the liberal, the liberal drug policy makers. Andy, you mentioned the, the concerns here and how close of a vote it was. And I mean, the concerns are, are fair here when it comes to magic mushrooms i mean what was the outcry from the people on the opposition here 
the funny thing was that there was no organized opposition. This was a very low-dollar campaign. Most of the city for the past two months has been focused on development and on homelessness. And this this magic mushroom, the psilocybin thing, was was kind of running very low to the ground. It just not very much money involved at all. The only the only real outspoken critic was uh, Jeff Hunt, who's kind of a, a Christian conservative voice here in Colorado. And there was skepticism, certainly, but but there was no there was no organized attempt to stop this from happening. The concerns we did hear was that uh, people already blame marijuana, rightly or wrongly, for homelessness here in Denver and in Colorado, and people were were worried that by adding legal psychedelic mushrooms, that it would add to the city's image as being somewhere to come and and do recreational drugs and party, and and they also worried about exposing people to a new category of drug potentially even while we're still learning a little bit about some of the the more subtle effects of exposure to cannabis with initiative 301 just wondering why the focus was on shrooms is this a part of a building a bigger conversation when we've been having conversations about decriminalization here in canada it's been hard drugs period it hasn't been identifying a certain psychoactive drug it's just hard drugs we need to talk about decriminalization yeah that's so interesting to hear we have talked about supervised use here in denver the city council approved a bill that would allow it but the the state legislature has not acted and has not allowed it so it hasn't happened here yet and supervised use would be a site where people could use uh most likely heroin or methamphetamine under uh, the supervision of a doctor or medical professional. But there, there hasn't really been any discussion here about legalizing or decriminalizing the harder drugs. The focus very much has been on these recreational drugs, which is interesting. Uh, I think that part of the reason that, that psychedelics are the focus is that they've had growing momentum in the U.S. in the last, oh gosh, 20 years or so the government moved to finally start allowing some medical research into it at Johns Hopkins University. They've been having some very promising studies into the, the potential to use psychedelics, and especially psilocybin, for treatment of, of cigarette smoking and to help people deal with terminal illness, not to cure the illness, but to deal with, to deal with the psychological effects of it. And there's been growing interest because those, those early medical research studies have been so positive that there's been a growing interest in the culture. Uh, Michael Pollan, the author, just put out his book, How to Change Your Mind, and that, I think, also helped to build up some of the cultural interest. And for some reason or another, psychedelics are just having their moment here, and Denver turned out to be the place that they first made a really big legislative breakthrough. Andy, they've also been connected to the treatment of mental health issues as well. Was that discussed? Yes, that was that was part of the reason I think that that there's a general cultural interest, and the supporters of this were careful not to say we're going to make this widely available. You know, it's not going to be provided by a doctor. It's not going to be legal to sell. It's just going to make it a low priority for law enforcement. And and they did say. You know, there is this promise that we should take a step toward making psychedelics a little bit more commonly acceptable, a little bit more present in our society. We should stop criminalizing them if people are using them illicitly. 
uh, and, and I have talked to folks who are using them to deal with the pain of, of terminal illness or even one of the major supporters of this, the organizer of this, has talked about how they helped him to break out of depression. He's a former uh, military cadet who had gotten stuck in this spiral, and he credits psychedelic mushrooms with getting him out of it. And so they, they did make that part of their messaging, the potential health benefits. But again, we are not looking at, at them being widely available or legally available here. You talked about the organizer. Can We know a little bit more about him. I'm wondering who was really behind making this initiative happen, like it gaining the legs that it did, that ultimately it went, up, it went over with a favorable vote. Yes, so the organizer, his name is Kevin Matthews, and he's a, an interesting guy. He is, uh, I believe, in his early 30s, and like I mentioned, he, as he describes it, he was on this, this straight arrow path to join the military, and his dreams kind of got derailed, and he ended up exploring psychedelics himself, and, and this happens quite often to folks. They become kind of a convert, or, or a zealot even. That's kind of a more negative word than I meant to use, but they get uh, people have these incredible experiences that they report, many of them, and become total advocates to to try to make psychedelics more mainstream and more accepted. And so Kevin was the person at the at the forefront of it, and he found lots of other like-minded people. As it turns out, in Denver, there's kind of a whole society of. of different folks who are interested in psychedelics and they cut across the spectrum from doctors to lawyers to regular old hippies and and so those people were able to use mostly people power and not a lot of money to, to get enough signatures to get it on the ballot and then to tell their friends about it and somehow it worked. And Andy, just to, to clarify here, this isn't going to be like the decriminalization of marijuana where suddenly there's going to be dozens and dozens of shroom shops popping up how are people going to be able to to purchase them and what will police be looking for in terms of the activity that follows the usage that's a very good question because i have a feeling that a lot of visitors to denver will be will be asking that themselves and the answer is that there will be no place at all you won't be able to purchase them there will be no formal way to request or to obtain to obtain mushrooms and instead what happens is is that things pretty much continue as they were they continue to be a federally illegal and a state illegal and even a city illegal drug uh, but it just means that you're pretty much less likely to get caught producing or using them in theory what what it says is that if you're a police officer the very least concerning thing should be mushrooms if you see someone doing literally anything else you should go deal with them instead and ignore the person that you see with mushrooms and it also attempts to make it so that the city will have a hard time enforcing the law even for people who are arrested it says that they can't spend city resources on the courts or on prosecution to to uh, to punish people for it so so it basically protects people who are illegally using psychedelic mushrooms I can see the headlines now. Jaywalking fines skyrocket in Denver, Colorado, month of May. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was actually the comparison I used in an article. Is if they see a jaywalker and they see a guy with a bag of mushrooms, go for the jaywalker. They're tackling him down. Hey, thanks so much for your time, Andy. <laughs> of course, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and congratulations on being on the brink of history. 
<laughs> We're going to see how it works out. Call me back in uh, six months. Hey, sounds like a deal. <laughs> That's Andy Kenny. He's the city reporter for the Denver Post. The first city in North America, as far as I know, first city in North yep. America, yeah, yep. to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. It won with a margin of 1,979 votes.